A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. I believe we have, uh, we have Alan Professor Dershowitz here. Yeah. I love the professor. I do we too. All do. We, we all do. do. We all do. Professor Dershowitz, it's so great to have you back here on the show. Um, oh, I love you guys. Thank it, you. Yeah, boy, I, I have so much to talk with you about. I'm going to start right with this. Uh, I was like, are you kidding me? Trump may be sued over the January 6th uh, claims. An appeal court has ruled. Is this like uh, like the floodgates opening? I mean, he doesn't have enough lawsuits against him. I guess he needs 5,000 more. Well, it uh, opens up uh, the floodgates for any president uh, who does anything while uh, campaigning or in questionable situations, you know, what he was doing on, on January 6th was a mixed picture. He was being partly presidential and, and partly, uh, you know, adversarial. And it, it ought to be resolved in favor of what he was doing that's presidential. He had a broad concept of what's presidential. So the court was wrong. Now, whether the Supreme Court affirms that or not, I don't know. Look, the Supreme Court, nine to nothing, made a terrible mistake in Bill Clinton's case allowing him to be sued by uh, a woman and taking time from his being the president for all of us to having to respond to a uh, a lawsuit that was old and had to do with when he was um, governor. So the Supreme Court hasn't always been right on these issues, and I think it regrets having made that decision in the Clinton case, and we'll see what it does in this case, because ultimately that issue will come before the Supreme Court, obviously. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, you know, also, what do you think of the fact, speaking of January 6th, and we're going to have on John Solomon later on in the show. Um, he's who's, guy, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. He's such always great scoops. He's got some big breaking news. They lost news. the records. How can that be possible? Yeah, they lost the records. They lost some of the footage and documents in the but January that, and, 6th and that, committee. Deposition testimony, Alan. They're supposed it's to maintain ridiculous. those records. Look, I won a case many years ago. Um, one of the first cases I ever won because the FBI failed to preserve records. And um, I was representing people who were accused of a very, very serious crime, and the Second Circuit set them all free as the result of it. And I suspect we're going to see similar considerations. You just can't destroy records. Um, Mostly that's criminal if you do it. Uh, When Congress does it, it's not criminal, but it's certainly very wrong. But there's an affirmative obligation to maintain records. Sure, sure. But, the, you know, the head of the committee, Benny Thompson, came out and he said, oh, I didn't really know. I mean, come on. He has been in Congress for how many years? Uh, it's standard procedure, and it's such a historic case. It, it, that's almost laughable, his, his answer. Well, maybe there was something there that he wants people to see. Maybe so, well, Professor. Especially when you know, especially when you know a case is likely to come to litigation and the records will be subpoenaed. Um, it comes very close to an obstruction of justice. George Venizelos is in the office uh, in the studio with us, and George was with the FBI for 25 years. George, I mean, have you seen that at all, uh, uh, all of a sudden, uh, uh, losing records like that? No. I mean, it's, it's, it's not often, if, you know, if, if at all. Um, but, what the, you know, if they did lose them, then, you know, I don't know how they could convict these people. That's, that's the problem. Also, I'm not sure they lost them completely. I mean, with today's technology, there are so many ways of retrieving things right. that seem lost. So I think the first step ought to be to use all the technology we have to try to see if we can restore it. But after that, 
they have to be held accountable for what they did. But you know, the whole thing with January 6th is so fishy because some of the new footage that came out a couple days ago, you see them just kind of walking around. I'm not saying FBI, I'm saying the whole committee, uh-huh. George, because it's like, you see, it's a whole different portrayal. They make it sound like, you know, if you were no within, question. you know, 50 miles of the Capitol, you had your records subpoenaed. And that was courtesy mm-hmm. of the Congressional Committee. And, and it fails to treat people as individuals. People were there in very, very different capacities. There were yeah. some people who really wanted to obstruct, and they should be prosecuted. There were those who just wanted to object and to petition right. the government for a redress of grievances. And they shouldn't be prosecuted. Some of them were waived in. One of my clients was waved in by the police. We have a video, videotape of it, and he's being prosecuted for a felony and was denied the ability to graduate law school. So we're fighting back against that kind of thing. Good. Ooh, yeah, bravo, bravo. Before we let you go, Professor Dershowitz, all these protests that are taking place, um, it was really out of hand this week. And you saw some of the protesters at some of these anti-Semitic protests punching the police it was so disgusting um and it was at a tree lighting it was the rockefeller center tree lighting they were protesting outside of rosalind carter's funeral i mean these people have no and and we're heading into a holiday season they're trying to block shoppers i hope uh, i hope the public really reacts negatively uh you know all the pro-israel demonstrations have been orderly and decent on campuses in washington and the anti-israel demonstrations have not been and um, they think they can get away with it because on college campuses they do because the administrators refuse to hold them accountable. So they go now in front of Rockefeller Center. They go to the library. And, you know, they're coming to a theater near you because they're not going to be satisfied with protests. They're yeah. going to start doing what happened in the 1970s. They're going to start bombing places and attacking people and killing people. Uh, these are Nazi youth, a lot of them. Some of them are ignorant Nazi youth. Some of them are deliberate. But they hate America, and they want to overthrow this country. They don't care about the Palestinians. They care about not having the United States be the dominant force in the world. And Alan, Professor, I just, just to, oh, I was just going to say, just to amplify what you're saying, uh, the pro-Israel demonstration that went to Washington, D.C. had 300,000 people there without incident. That's and right. the pro-Palestinian, uh, when uh, that movement, when they get together, you can't get 75 people there without some kind of violent incident. Well, first of all, the sponsors. Remember, these are the same people that sponsored protests on October 8th before Israel ever sent a single troop into Gaza. Uh, so these are not people who are protesting uh, the lack of a ceasefire or what's going on in Gaza. These are people who deny Israel the right to exist and support Hamas and support rapes and killings and uh, beheadings and kidnappings. So uh, they are revolutionaries. They're like the people in the 1970s, the weathermen, and they should be treated that way. Yeah, bravo. Uh, We're talking to Professor Alan Dershowitz, Judge Weinberg. Alan, I'll tell you, it's also very troubling. I've been reading reports that a large number of Jewish students who otherwise would be applying to the Ivy League schools are now not going to mm-hmm. apply because they've been intimidated and are afraid for their own safety. Places like Harvard and Brown yeah. and Cornell. I mean, so in a very I, I large sense. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think you. I think they should go to the schools and they should fight back. I agree. And they should make the administrations listen to them as much as they listen to the anti-Israel groups. There are as many of them. You know, it's just that the anti-Israel groups get more attention and are louder and are more violent. But there are lots of pro-Israel students at universities. Look, I was at Harvard 60 years. I know the situation there. By the way, I've often testified against Harvard as a whistleblower 
before the Department of Education, which is now investigating Harvard. And I know all the secrets, so I hope they'll call on me to testify against the university I was associated with. I am still associated Alan, with. Alan, you're absolutely right. Years. You can't allow these thugs to yeah. intimidate yeah. on college campuses. Absolutely. Otherwise, the thugs win. Yeah, yes. you're right. Yes. Bravo. Let's, right. Uh, well, Alan Dershowitz, we have to take a break now, but thank you for uh, coming oh, on, and thank you for oh, your wisdom. Pleasure. Have thank a great you. weekend.